Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 17 of the Post Game Overtime podcast. As always, I'm uh, Brandon here and joined by uh, my buddy Will. How's it going, buddy? Oh, I am doing just spectacular. Good to um, hear. Got a nice little uh, Monday night recording here. Something we're not used to here, but uh, it's nice to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Do I Should I do my uh, douchey, shameless plug at the start or the end of the episode? Plug it right now. Nah, you, you, no, I'll do it at the end. You, you, you boys got some tour dates, so we'll, we'll, we'll drop that at the end. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, not not um, with with a group of amazing comedians. Um, not headlining. It's a it's a co co tour, and it's going to be badass uh, in the British Columbia area. So anyone in BC, go check BC, it out. Look out, baby. Actually, I think it's Kootenays technically. Will the thrill is on the way. <laughs> so that is that is why we are not doing our usual Friday night recording. Um. Because I'll be ootin' a boot. Yes, so, sir. I uh, once again, I'm the one causing the issues. Hey, you know what? This, okay, this no, is nothing we, wrong with being busy. This is why we can't have nice things. Nice things like the Broncos lead that has officially been erased right now as well. It has. Is this a live up? Did it just happen? I'm not is, watching yeah. it in front of me. I'm I'm sequestered in my. I just got it in the, the background right now. I got it muted, but I just turned my head for a second. Yeah, it's now 10-10. So, Broncos oh, Nation, let's ride. Chargers Nation, let's zap! I hated that, but also or loved it at the same time. Or should I say, Patriots Nation, let's zappy! That was good. That was much better. He's the new guy. He's the Tom Brady. Mac Jones, he was our Bledsoe. He got us excited. He was like, is he Is he the bell of the ball? We're winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm fucking calling it. Calling he, he has it. looked really good so far. Like, he has come into a position that he's never really uh, been in, and he's just thriving right now. Well, and I was I was watching some highlights from that game. He was and 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 I to be on to be brutally honest, I was not able to catch the full game. Um, I was out. Oh, how how much of a dickhead do I want to be on this podcast? I say go hard, go as hard as out, you can. I was out shooting a commercial. Ooh. Would you like to know what the commercial was for, Brandon? I think I no actually actually no I never you never told me. You a just mentioned the gist of what you were doing. Baby. Oh fuck's sakes! Do you know what I was playing? Maybe like the bully in the school trying to steal it or something. The scrawny before. Oh, I don't know if that's good or bad. That's I think that's awful. bad. I was literally that's the terrible. skinny guy, dude. The commercial is like. I'm in the gym, I'm unable to lift a five-pound weight, I eat the protein bar, and then they bring in a different actor to finish the commercial. So basically, in that commercial, you're the equivalent of Tom Brady's uh, draft combine photo. <laughs> Essentially, that's, that's what you were. You know what? 
Which makes it kind of sick if you there. think about it. Fair, but that means you're you're comparing that protein bar to the TB12 method, and you better slow down, chief. Speaking of the TB12 method, did not work out in our favor in the uh, the PGO parlay there. It sure did not. But do you know what also didn't work out in our favor? <laughs> we got multiple ones. One would have been the Kyler Murray method. Yeah. What do they yep. call it? The Kingsbury method. Oh, that we can, sounds. We can dive into like, that if you want. That sounds like a torture thing. Like in 1920s, the Harvard scientists developed the Kingsbury method. Oh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be there much longer. It was used to torture mice. Does that not? Does the Kingsbury care? What, what no, it does. It, does. Do? it sounds like something from a, oh, like a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Mad scientist nope. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh. Developed the Kingsbury method. I don't know why I went British on that. All right. Why? Is he getting um, fired? Are we getting rid of him? No. So, well, I mean, I don't know yet. It's, it's obviously he's not in a good position. Um, but he did, wasn't in or did an interview, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday following the loss, um, but he did um, say, like mention that um, if it can help the team win more games and be better, he is open to um, like stepping down from doing the play calling and just being like the head coach and not doing the play calling as well. Um, is he really fucking it up that bad? And that's the thing is uh, he does make a lot of... Um, Bad play calls, yes, but he also makes a lot of good ones, and and so it's, I I don't think necessarily he needs to step down entirely from doing it, but I think he just needs help. Yeah, I think he just needs someone to maybe help him out with it more, because like he makes some really really good ones. Like holy shit, how did he pull that one out? But then he makes other ones, and it's like you could have literally done anything else, and it would have been better than that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah. What what uh what what becomes of that? Because that's the first time he's ever said anything about um stepping down from doing the play calling. Yeah, and that's Because that was uh, that was something he was so passionate about doing and yeah. uh, and whatnot. So but I think he's realized now that maybe his pride in doing that could ultimately be what ends up costing him his job and uh and losing it. So and I think he's starting to realize that now more more than ever. Yeah. On the other side of the board, boy, is Sneaky Pete looking good for the Seahawks, man. Pete yeah. Carroll, he is redeeming yeah. himself. Last year, everyone was was won his head out of town. Russ dipped, and now and now the Seahawks are they're three and three. It's not beautiful, but I think they're doing way better than anyone thought they would. Yeah, they're doing way better than anyone gave them credit for to start the year for sure. And it's it's impressive. Like even when you look at their defense, like they lose probably their biggest guy in, in Bobby Wagner and their their defense is still as good as it has looked the last couple of years if if not even better like they it's it's impressive what what they're doing right now now due to the lack of tape Kyler Murray had no clue Bobby Wagner was no longer on the Seahawks yeah 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 what what uh what museum did you go to to dig up that joke no the same place you got that comeback, sir. Um, 
Same place where Tom Brady's game is gone. Oh, baby. Same place where his marriage was. Yeah. Did you see so Zach you... Wilson there on your way to when he was there to pick it up? But Zach Wilson is killing it right now. Is he, he not the is. new wonder kid? Do you think do you think the key was is uh is the cougar attack in the offseason? Do you think that just changed things for him as an athlete? For no, honestly, like it's it's impressive. That like what is he he him and like the Jets were one two and I think he's coming in is three and oh right now. Yeah, what's uh and honestly some some pretty you know, good wins beat the Steelers. The Dolphins, I mean, is a they're a good team, but they were playing with a, a third stringer. But then they beat the Packers twenty seven ten. Like, yeah, it's not like he's playing just shit teams or whatever. Like he's they're actually having to work for these wins, and and they're they're getting them. Is uh, Sala still the head coach there? Um, yeah, I believe so. I believe he is. Okay, Green Bay was their last game? Yeah. Okay, he did not have a great game there. Did He got hurt, did he? Nope. They were just a lot more run-heavy uh, yeah. that yeah. game. I was going to say he had 18 attempts for 10 completions, 110 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, two sacks. But the game before... 21 attempts, 14. So they're not they're not passing him a ton, I'll be honest. Okay, you know, maybe I take it back. This kid's not killing it. Because even the win against Pitt, he, he only completed 50% of his throws on 36 attempts. Yes, for 252 yards, but with two interceptions, so only one TD. Um, he's so a fraud. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a getting fucking fraud. <laughs> <laughs> we start off, oh, he's so sick. He's so good right now. Yeah, no, he's a fucking fraud. He no, pulled the no, wool no. over He's our eyes. I think we're just frauds. We're frauds for not knowing his stat line before bringing it up. I would like he to just us, say this in our defense. He had us hypnotized by being a fucking stud. That exactly is what I was going to say. I'm not even kidding. He had us tricked. He did. But I think He's, that got, that, he's got that charm to him. Does he ever? Just that boyish charm. That BYU, that Mormon charm. It's terrific. Absolutely um, love it. Uh, a couple other big games this week. Uh, Ravens-Giants, that was a great game. Uh, Giants coming out there with a the win in the end uh, with so an exciting we, fourth quarter. And we now say, because I, I think we are at the point now where we can say that the Giants are for real. Danny Dimes! Because I was on the fence about them going into this week. You know, I thought, you know, they're going to be one of those teams that they kind of start off hot. Uh, they, they haven't, you know, had the... Um, the toughest schedule to start the season, but and I think it's just what a difference a healthy Saquon on that team makes. Literally, I think uh, to be honest, um, I think Daniel Jones is doing better, but Saquon has been the uh, X factor for that team. If he stays healthy, exactly, they have a they have a long because I think they have the defense there, and I think they do have a um, a game manager in. Um, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, like, I think if you want to compare them, I know they're different styles of running backs, but if you want to compare them to the run-heavy Titans, you know, two two years ago, I think Daniel Jones is much better than, let's say, Ryan Tannehill was. So in that sense, I think the Giants yeah. have a much more legitimate sense, 
chance in making a deep playoff. Well, run. and when you look at the last um, two years, I mean, not only did it hurt the Giants not having Saquon at all, but I think it honestly just hurt the way that Daniel Jones looked as a quarterback. Because without Saquon, they didn't have a run game at all. So yeah. now Daniel Jones is trying to, you know, he has to throw for 300 plus yards pretty much if they want to win because they didn't have like the best defense. And he, then he's just mm-hmm. trying to do too much. And then it just, and when a guy tries to do too much every single game, like it, it can happen. Yeah, but now worry. that, yeah, yeah exactly. And I think now that just they've got a healthy Saquon and it kind of keeps other defenses on their toes a bit more, it allows Daniel Jones to keep it more simple and just play the way that um, that he knows. And it's, it's just really uh, kind of a turnaround season for him. Brandon. Yes, sir. How the hell did we not... When we were talking about the Cardinals, the big trade. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were, we're yeah. I mean, yeah, we can get well, into it right now if you want. I guess I don't know. I, I just I remembered it. We were on. Okay, so the Cardinals. You were. I think you misread that earlier. The Cardinals are giving up a um a yeah, sixth and the, a seventh. The, yeah, the guy who tweeted it put out another one apologizing, saying he um messed it up. What a goofball. So yeah, Robbie um, Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Yep. Going to the Cardinals. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I don't mind it, especially like, well, I mean, obviously, um, going into week seven, they play on Thursday. They uh, host the Saints. Um, also, shout out that it's not a fucking primetime game with the Broncos. No, but I mean, oh, like the Cardinals, um, today they finally activated uh, D-Hop. Onto their active roster, he's he's back and um, is going to be playing uh, this Thursday, which is huge for the team in itself. And I think this trade was very timely, just at the fact that you know Anderson had his big blow up with uh, um, actually former uh, Cardinals head coach Wilkes, who's the interim coach with Carolina. But Marquise Brown, it sounds like he's probably only going to be out for. Um, six weeks with a minor foot fracture. So bringing in Anderson can kind of just, um, you know, kind of fill that void now with Brown being out for the time being. Um, okay. Can I but, just... but, I, but I think with okay, this, now I... there's no excuse for the Cardinals offense to not be like flying now. Like there's no excuse. It's just, it's too deep up front now after, after this trade, I think. There is no excuse. I wondered this, though, just with the trade, and not to bring up just the recent event. Mm-hmm. He's learning the system. Or Brown's back, D-Hop's in. Um, who's there? Uh, Moore? Is he their third option? Um, Rondell Moore, yeah. yeah AJ he knows the system a little better. Anderson, well, let's say Anderson sits out on a third down again, because that's what the blow-up was initially about. How's, how's, he, how's he doing with that? Like, what, what is he bringing to the Cardinals' locker room? Like, we know what he's bringing to the field. We know what he's bringing to the receiving core. But what is he bringing to the locker room? And that's the thing. And that's what's going to be really interesting to see. Because, um, you know, the Cardinals got a good group of, of veterans on that team. You know, guys like J.J. Watt. Um, you could even throw DeAndre Hopkins in there, Zach Ertz. You know, 
I think that's a group um, kind of unlike Carolina where those veterans I don't think would stand for antics like that. Um, and I think maybe more than anything, I think Anderson just, was just frustrated in Carolina. You know, they've kind of been bouncing around between quarterbacks and his production and, and usage has just dropped off consistently more and more every year to the point where I think he was just, just fed up with it and, and wanted out. And I think maybe it ended on a little bit of a worse note than, you know, he would have wanted to. Um, but, I mean, they got the job done. It got him out of there. And so. I feel a little bad for Carolina because I wonder if that just tanked his trade stock. Oh, 100% it did. And if Marquise Brown didn't go down with that injury yesterday, I, the Cardinals wouldn't have traded for him. But I well, think it was just a scramble move that they made because you lose your you know, number two wide receiver, you want to bring in one to kind of fill that void um, for the time being. Yeah. But then it'll be interesting to see when Marquise Brown comes back, then, you know, what kind of happens with Anderson because now he's got to share the field with more Hopkins and Brown. So, Mm -hmm. so I just, I have, uh, I have a, uh, I, I looked up Robbie Anderson and I have his articles here. And then just on the side, there's the little Wikipedia blurb. So I'm guessing it's him. And uh, this might be some issues. So it said he was born in 1805 and died in 1871. Fuck, dude. And I just wonder when you're giving up two future draft picks for the years 2025 and 2026, I wonder if someone that's passed in 1871 might... Th- th- uh, that's an interesting move, is it not? You know, a veteran presence, baby, veteran presence. <laughs> that's all I can say about that. Um, no, but honestly, I mean, I think it's it's maybe also a bit of a scramble move as well, based just on how the the game went yesterday against the Seahawks. Um, maybe just you know trying to give Murray another weapon to to work with. Has have yeah. the Cardinals thought about maybe bringing in like Michael Bay or someone to make the game film more interesting? You know, potentially, yeah. Do you think they're you thinking anything's possible, right? Yeah. Do you think they're thinking with bringing in another like all-star player to the Cardinals that will maybe entice Kyler Murray to watch the game film, at least like the highlight package afterwards on YouTube. Like, not maybe not, maybe oh, yeah. not the team film, but he'll watch. Like, it, maybe he'll watch like a Robbie Anderson highlight reel if he does good with the Cardinals, and then boom, yeah, he's watching never know. some Cardinals film. Never know. Um, but I mean, I think you know the news of Hopkins coming back today and training for Robbie Anderson. I don't even think those are the biggest news. I think the biggest news is that they finally released uh, kicker Matt Amendola. Um, you are pumped about that, aren't you? Oh, so... Well, and and this is the thing that looks so... Like, the Cardinals, they're... You know, they're... Uh, their team, like, their decision-making just looks so piss-poor when, you know, any other kicker makes that field goal and they go to overtime with the Eagles, potentially beat the Eagles, and the Eagles are no longer undefeated. And then to defend Amendola as much as they did and say, no, he's going to be our guy until Matt Prater's back and healthy. The Cardinals would, the Cardinals would be 
like fourth and five on the 20 yard line on the Seahawks 20 yard line. And they always go for it and uh, loss of downs. They turn it over because they didn't trust their kicker to go out there and make a field goal. And the one time Amendola does have a shot, he goes out there for the extra point and fucking yards it and misses. So how can they sit there and defend and be like, no, he's going to be our guy until Prater's healthy. Like we stand with him. But then their actions are clearly like, no, we don't fucking trust him to kick it within five feet into a soccer net. Like, yeah. anyways, he's gone, so we don't have to uh, worry about that. That is sick. Well, and I think that's bigger for the rest of the league is now they don't have to worry about Cardinals fans using that as an excuse for why their $40 million a year quarterback can't produce. Hey, I give him credit. He rushed for 100 yards yesterday. And threw for Which seven. Is, he threw for 222. Right. He, Kyler Murray literally did everything he possibly could yesterday. I think the problem, again, it, it just with that team, it just comes down to the play calling. There was just so the many Kingsbury play calls method. that were, yeah, that were just, like, they, it was just tough to watch a lot of them. Kingsbury method is not working. So are we, are we determining that it's British, the Kingsbury method? It sounds, it sounds British. The Kingsbury right. method. Also, and, um, and you do it in the high Monty Python British. <laughs> the Kingsbury method. I don't know. You were saying? I hope you're proud of that. I am. I am proud of that. Um, two big things I want to point out because I don't. I don't know which one is is more impressive, honestly, because I think they're both. No one would have ever thought either would happen. Um, so yesterday the Falcons uh, beat the Forty ers and the Falcons are actually now 6-0 and against the spread this season. Holy shit. Not only that, Kyle Pitts got a tutty. I'll say that again. Kyle Pitts got a touchdown in the NFL. Well, there's a first Who would have thought? Even a broken clock is right twice a day. That's, that's good. Good for him. That's, that's his first touchdown in North America. His only other touchdown was against the Jaguars last year in London. So shout that out was to the his bus, only Kyle of the Pitt. season last year? Yeah, he only had the one last year. Jesus. Like, I mean, he only had 19 yards yesterday, but he finally got a touchdown. I didn't watch it, but he probably didn't know how to celebrate afterwards because he's like, holy shit, like, I don't know what this feeling's like. He's not used to, to doing that. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. And he shouldn't get used to it because it's probably <laughs> the only one he gets all year. Hey, now, this is this, this was his coming out party. This is big. That no, was his big wasn't. day. 19 big yards, a big toddy, <laughs> a big toddy. A win over the 49ers, that is what gets a player going for the year. What is this? Only week six? It only took him six weeks. He's on the board. He is playing, baby. He is on the... Yeah, him and his big, him and his big 13 receptions this year. Look out. 
yeah, look out for the 14th, baby. Ooh, ooh. It's gonna fucking, it's gonna be amazing is what it's gonna be. You ain't even ready for it, bro. You're sleeping no. on this. Yeah. Sleeping I, on my boy you know what, I am. I'm getting a cowpits jersey. Look, I really hope you don't. Please Broncos don't. Nation is back riding. They're up 13-10. Um, oh, let's I think I need a Russell like Wilson. Four primetime games to have a lead at halftime. Who would have thought? I, I want a Broncos Let's Ride jersey. Can I get one of those? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Well, did like, you think they'll? You're asking like, that? like I'm a parent. Like you need permission to do. No, it. I, I'm, I'm asking like your representative of the Broncos team store. Will you print that on can, my? I think you can get whatever you want on it. Like you're, you're, you're their customer service department. I call you up. Yeah. Hi there. Is this uh, Broncos? Customer oh, sorry. Service? You have to, uh, you have to call my manager first to get through to me. Oh, I understand. Is there an extension to press? I don't know. You got to You got to talk to Russ Wilson's agent on that one. D- just to talk to, to to their team store manager. Yeah, dude, he's putting up bars everywhere. He's he's keeping everyone safe. Well, I I, I appreciate you offering me at least this information in person. <laughs> I I haven't had to. Can I ask one more question before I hang up and go to the oh, manager? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Um. Can I get a custom printed jersey that just says "Let's Ride" and on the front instead of Broncos, it says Broncos Nation? Of, of course, I I would I'd be crazy to tell you no. Awesome. Well, well, thank sick. you, thank you. Can I can I rate this customer service experience? Because despite me not having to go to the manager, <laughs> this has been quite good. Yeah, anytime. Do whatever. Do whatever you will, please. Is is there an extension I can press to rate it? Or do I have to go to the manager for that as well? Yeah, go to the manager. Okay. All right, so so, so that's how it goes. So, yeah. So, yeah. so that's okay. how it works with the, the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos team store. A little right sneak off. peek. Yeah. And, and I think that is, that's exactly how it happens. Exactly. Um, and aside from that, is there any other of uh, these last games in Week 6 you really want to cover? Colts got a big dub. Matt Ryan showing yeah. what he's all about. Showing he's yeah. the big dog on campus. Colts are actually finally starting to um, string some wins together. Bills, proven, proven who they are, as, long, as well as the Eagles. Both of those guys uh, really... Yeah came out and uh bill's much closer game with the chiefs uh that was a great game but the eagles were really showing i don't know man they're 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 legit and then some everyone stays healthy and they are i'd say they're one of the i wonder who what the current super bowl odds are yeah i'm not sure but yeah both yeah both teams are, are looking like the uh the real deal now also, I mean, I just, I didn't notice this. I just saw this. Shout out to the Vikings. They're five and one. Kirk Cousins is doing things. So the Good Bills are number there. one for current odds and uh, Eagles yeah. are number two right now. As it should be that way, I think. Yeah. That makes sense. Tampa's number four. And I think that probably no. increased since the divorce. He's focused now. He's focused. Dude, they- 
they keep losing. They lost to the Giants. Or not the Giants. Well, actually, they probably did at some point, but the Steelers. Oh, you know, that was a low blow, Brandon. Well, like, you know Brady is... has lost to the Giants. Oh, fuck, yeah. I wasn't even putting it in that way, but yeah, I guess. Well, if, if you were, you should have said you were, because that was a slick reference. I wasn't even thinking of it that way, so thanks for pointing that out and making me look like a genius. Um, well, I kind of pointed out in the new, you showed that you weren't a genius. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. What What do you think of of the the Bucks though? Like, I'm just, I don't know how to feel about the team right now. Like, are they dealing with major injuries or something, or like, what's what's going on over there? Um, Godwin and Evans were gone for a bit, but they they should be back now. Um, yeah, I don't. So this is the only thing I can think of that's, you know, been a major difference from last year to this year, aside from like the whole divorcing. Do you think that the Bucks are missing Gronk more than that, you know, that they would want to admit? Maybe. I wonder who we've lost off uh, defense. I wonder, do you think they're missing Bruce Arians more than they want to admit? What do you mean? He's no longer their head coach. What? Wait, he's not? No. What? Since when? He's like he's in their head office now. Oh fuck you! That's right. He like stepped down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, so that's probably got a big part to do with it. Then, yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, it's Todd Bull now. And and he was he was a well respected coach on the team, so I think he should have. Um, he should still have kind of a firm, like uh, grip on the team, but yeah, just, on that locker room, yeah, yeah. Like I, I want, I wonder if the locker room is good, but he's just you know it, it, that's a big transition, and and Bruce no, Arians, yeah, I think, was was a quite talented head coach. So maybe it's just a little bit of more kind of growing pains more than anything right now for the team. I wonder. That's, hmm. Fuck, yeah. Well, that, yeah, no, that would explain it, yeah. There it is. Yeah, there we go. I want a Bailey Zappi jersey. Back to the no, Patriots. Only, I want a Bailey only Zappi get one. jersey. He's you my get boy. One. You either get a Zappi jersey or you get a Broncos Nation Let's Ride 69 jersey. Can I get a Patriots Nation Let's Zappi? I mean, if, if you want to walk around wearing that, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to get beat up, I mean, hey, you, you do you, man. He's, he's our new guy, man. 6'1". If you want to get height, bullied Good weight. Drafted in the fourth. Doesn't have that ego to him. We have to see his draft combine photo before we can make any decisions on him. Though. Right, let's get this going. I think, that's, this I think that's the biggest thing. That's what matters most in this league when it comes to quarterbacks. Um, are you are you trying to find it? Yep. <laughs> Dude, he's so he was so irrelevant before this year. I bet there's not even one. I bet it doesn't exist. Is he even invited to the combine? I was gonna say he's so irrelevant. He probably wasn't even invited to it. Oh, there we go. No, here we go. 
He was at the combine. He actually was there. Yeah, like no, he, 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 was, he was drafted fourth. He was drafted fourth. fourth he, overall. He's not that Rick, much of a nobody. What a stud. What a stud fourth overall. You know who else was fourth overall? Kyle Pitts. Look how that turned out. <laughs> fourth round, you guess. Oh, silly me. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I mean, he's All such right. a stud. I was like, why wouldn't he be fourth overall? They're not showing... You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just about to have enough of you. <laughs> well, we're just talking about the best quarterback in the league right now. The man himself. <laughs> unlike well, they didn't show, Zach but Wilson, they showed a picture of his arm and he looked jacked. So. Unlike Zach Wilson, Zappi's results are actually okay. good. His stat lines are good. Yeah, because Zappi's the King, he's not getting distracted running around chasing the cougars. Yeah, <laughs> much unlike someone else. All right. Um, do you have anything more to say on football? Um, no, not really. We gotta do a quick like... UFC preview. Yeah. Do you want to whip out a slick little um, PGO parlay coming up for this upcoming week's games? Oh yeah, it's a bit of a we're a bit of a ways out. We're, we didn't really do a preview of this week's games. Um, yeah, I'll, not, I'll bring my mic on the road. I wonder if maybe we could do one. Happy. I mean, if you think we're able to, like by all means, we might be able to. It depends what you're doing in the mornings, because I think you know what, yeah, it, let's, the nights would be shows. You know. Yeah, let's talk about some UFC actually, because we got yeah. some some big shit coming up. Um. Worst case scenario, if we got it, we'll, we'll just hop on a phone call. We'll whip up a, a video party for week seven, and we'll, we'll upload it to the Instagram or whatever. So then people can actually screenshot it and constantly blast us with it forever when we're inevitably wrong. That will be the one that that's right. That no, that's in, no, that's going to be the one that's right. Yeah, that, I, honestly, knowing us, that'll be the one that actually hits. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the fucking one. All right. The video parlay is literally... Just saying that the Falcons are going to cover the spread. And we're, Honestly, we're, guaranteed, like... we're guaranteed to get it right. <laughs> and then they won't cover for the rest of the year. Um, we'll just put a curse on them. Pretty much. Which is All our right, brand. So, so. We, got, uh, we got a lot of great fights this weekend. Oh, do we ever. Um, we won't go too, too deep into the card. We'll start with just the... Uh, the featured bout or the main for the prelims. Uh, Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad. Um, Bilal is just, I, I think he's a dark horse of the division. I think he's incredibly talented. He's had some unlucky fights where I think his, not his last, but maybe two ago against Leon Edwards, he got eye poked in like the second round. So the fight had to oh, end. Oh, that was, that was that fight. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I, saw, so I saw he had one no contest. So I was wondering what that one was. Yeah, so oh, okay. he's gonna that be coming out, coming out hard and swinging on that one. Well, actually, he might have been called. Yeah, actually, I think that was no contest. Yeah. Um. So then, then starting off the main event, we got uh, Caitlin Chukagian versus. Uh, uh, I'm not even man. I'm not even gonna try her name because it's French. It's Manon. I know it's not Fiort. Fiort. 
think that's how you pronounce it, Fjord. No, no, it's probably Fjord. Fjord, because the... Oh, you know what? Yeah, good shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Wasn't Chuchagin the one with, like, the really fucking rank Twitter for a while? Yeah, well, not for a while. It was just once (laughs) she liked a ton of Blackpool. (laughs) And not that there's anything wrong with it, but just when you have a public verified account, almost like Ted Cruz... Uh, retweeting stepmother porn on the anniversary of 9-11 that one time. Oh, no. Um, do you no. remember when that happened? Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> almost, you could almost say it's an Urban Meyer type of flex. <laughs> and I think that's back. something Urban Meyer would do. Let's, just, let, 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 let's check off our quota of mentioning Urban each episode. <laughs> We got him in there. We got him in there. All right. And then the second fight, a great fight. Uh, Benil Daryush versus uh, Matuez Gamros. I think I'm pretty sure I'm good on the last name. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the first name, but I think, yeah, that's how I would do the last name. Great fight. Uh, I, I, I'm not a read up on Gamrot, uh, but he is the favorite going into this. So I'll be quite interesting, interested to see because. Um, Daryush is coming off. Uh, That's why you find that. Um, quick plug in there. Broncos Nation, let's ride up thirteen to ten. Who would have thought? I, I said that. I said that a while ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but hey, I'm you know, in, that's I'm okay. Today, Broncos Nation, they're still riding, baby. They're still riding. Um. Oh. Never mind, Chargers just kicked a field goal. Tie game. Well, you know, Chargers Nation, let's zap. Anyways, um, um, you were looking up Darush's last uh, couple fights. Yeah. Before I just came headbutton through a wall there to plug that the Broncos still suck. Oh, well, yeah, no, the last fight was Tony Ferguson. Yeah, and he won it. So, yeah, he's on quite a win streak still. Um, Love to see it. I'm I'm surprised he's not the favorite in this. This will be uh, quite a good fight. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I to be honest, I've I've been a little removed from my UFC, so I feel like I'm sure there's some details I'm missing on that fight. But the main three is kind of what everyone's been talking about, and these are the ones oh, yeah. I want to really cover. Oh um, the yeah, the first of the three, uh, oh, the yeah. non-title fight, we got. Sean O'Malley taking on Piotr Jan. Uh, great fight. I, I think this, is, this is O'Malley's chance to really to shock the world. I don't think he is going yeah. to, to... Well, I'm assuming he's coming in as the, the underdog. In. Heavy underdog. Probably for the first time underdog. in a while in his career that he's coming in as I, the underdog. I believe so, yeah. And he's usually he's a pretty, pretty heavy favorite. Yeah, he's quite so this the is his, for this one. Because uh, yeah, the minus coming out. Sorry, this Pardon? is like kind of his big coming out party here. It's he's, yeah. he's got a chance to really shock the world and uh, you know kind of cement himself there in the the conversation defini- for, for the top of the the division there. Yeah, I would definitely say shock the world. I think one of his big coming out parties was like he he was on a very steady progression with you know Eddie Wineland, and then he lost to Cheeto Vera, and that kind of. Some thought that would derail him, but then he had that huge win against Thomas Almeida after that. I believe it was after that. Yeah. Um, and I think he just had a win recently where this, 
he like he's the twelfth ranked guy in the division. Piotr Jan's the number one. Like this yeah. is a huge fight. Normally, for, I don't um, think. I mean, you know, like a bunch more, but normally you don't see that where it's like a, a one versus twelve type thing, do you? Not at all, unless it's um. The only time that was happening recently, at least, was kind of uh, Tom's out situation. Mm, yeah. Okay, so his last fight was a uh, no contact, no contest. Uh, I poke Pedro Munoz. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that one. Cause that, yeah, that was that was tough. And they're bantamweight, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I I know some stuff. I know some stuff. Yeah, so so he's been he's been killing the game. Um but yeah, I just like even his last two opponents, uh Raulin Paiva, I don't think was super high ranked. He la- he lost his fight after that. Um before that he was on a three way three fight win streak though. So not it's not bad. It has five losses though. Um, before that was fighting Thomas Almeida, who is a good fighter, but I think was coming off a three fight losing streak, and that was his fourth. Uh, and then lost to Vera, and then before that, you know, some fairly unknown guys. So, so I I just like this. To, to your point, I know Munoz was a big test. Was supposed to be his big first test, but this is. This is an absolutely huge fight, and I think it was largely driven by Piotr Jan and Sean O'Malley's beef. I know they really don't like each other. Yeah. All right. Which always now, makes for fights, you know, more more interesting. Like, sometimes you get the ones where, you know, they're respectful and, and whatnot, and they're like, hey, let's just have a good fight and leave it out there. But it's just, it's so interesting when, you know, you kind of got that that fire between the two going into it where they really just want to go up there and, you know, put on a fucking show. Well, they, they definitely want to go out there and put on a show and fire no doubt. But I think it's kind of funny because it, it feels like Piotr Jan kind of di- really dislikes Sean O'Malley. I think Sean O'Malley is just talking shit and doesn't care. Yeah. Like, they're, they're very polar opposite type people. One's a very disciplined martial artist. Well, the other male has the purple guy hair. To... Sean O'Malley's the type of guy to sit there and talk shit, and it's like, if he wins, he's like, hell yeah, I, I backed up, he gets knocked, he's like, oh, well, I got knocked the fuck out, I'll go back out there and just keep doing my thing. Yeah. Alright, now, um, next fight. Now we're into our title fights. We got Ooh, yeah. Aljamain Sterling defending against TJ EPO Dillashaw. So let's hope the drug testing was strict for this fight. <laughs> a little stricter than... Have you heard Conor McGregor's not been tested in the last year and he's gained like 30 pounds of muscle? Jeez. So basically the same uh, drug testing protocol as the NHL. Yeah, well, and that guy's definitely basically the, the same as well. thing. Yeah. Well, no, not the oh, same, because yeah. at least the NHL claims to test for coke. That motherfucker is clearly not being tested. Did you hear the death threat he sent to Michael Bisping? No. Um, so Conor McGregor is, 
going to be in the new, uh, they're rebooting the Roadhouse movie. Okay, yeah. And I guess Conor McGregor has a part in it because it's a martial arts movie. Yeah, which, which makes sense. Yeah, and Draws he put out this... Up. Yeah, he put out this tweet. He's like, first, first ever acting debut. I'm in this huge movie. Something, something, something. And then he just ended it with, like, Michael Bisbing who? Jeez. Because Bisbing's been That's such been a McGregor thing to do. Yeah, and, like, it was just unprovoked. And, like, Bisbing said something like, oh, yeah, I better have security next time. You know, he's in L.A. I'll, I'll slap him or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like something kind of just nonchalant, and then Conor McGregor posted this like voice memo on his Twitter of him like whisper threatening Michael Bisping. He's like, Mikey, I, I, I got the people to know where you live. I'll come right over there. Like it, it was, it was just so weird. And you're like, all right, buddy's, was buddy's such a little a good accent. That was such a good accent there. All right, that's enough. No, the no the way no the way it comes through. That's actually really good. At least I I personally think it did. The way it came through on mine, it sounded really fucking cool. Um, I think honestly, I think this was. My question to you was that McGregor video there was it better or worse than the popsicle video? Was it more entertaining? Was it more entertaining? I don't think it can be than the popsicle video. I was just, uh, he's so I just want to bring it back because that's so good. I had a few. He had one where he was just sucking on a popsicle and laughing. Then he had the one where he was just punching on it. And then he went, pussy. (laughs) Was that the one? (laughs) Or he just went, pussy at the end. Oh, (laughs) both. All right, both um, so good. Dillashaw is the slight underdog, but it's pretty even money. Looking like they're saying the favorite is it for is it for to go all the way? Ugh, got tied up there. But should we hop on to the main event? I don't have a ton to say on the on the co-main. Oh my god, yeah, I'm excited not about really. This main event. Oh, uh, Russ Wilson just got sacked. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Fourth and twenty-one, baby. Broncos Nation, why are we riding? Um, okay. Islam Makachev. I, I, I tried to go for the whole pronoun. I couldn't do it. Islam Makachev uh, taking on Charles Oliveira. Oh my God, am I excited for this fight. And Charles Oliveira being El Campeon, the champ, is the underdog for this fight. Brandon, can you believe it? That's, wow. Really? Yeah. Yes, really, and honestly, really? like, yep. No kidding. Yep. Can't and I know every time I say up. this, I feel like maybe you're pulling my leg. Holy no. fuck! Okay, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. Jeez. And every time I say this, like, it always goes horribly wrong. I think this is the this is the one to bet on Oliveira, man. He's always slept on. He's being slept on once again. Like everyone was like, "Oh, Poirier's gonna win, no issue." Oh, Gaethje's gonna win, no issue. And every time he beat him at their own game. Charles Oliveira leads the UFC in submissions. He also now has this sharp, high-level kickboxing and in stand-up fighting. Makachev is, is, you know, you could say the next Khabib, one of the best ground fighters in the UFC, right? He has all that um, acclaim coming from Dagestan, but... Yeah. 
But I think so. Like I think Charles, I think Charles has the 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 stand up advantage, and is one of those. You, you think Oliver is going to want to keep it on the feet? That and see, that's the thing. I think Islam, where where I think these guys really forte is the fear of takedowns. Right, you're you're not just fighting to fight; you're fighting to not get taken down. Yeah. Because in a split Charles, second, you get taken down, it could be over just like that. Well, but that, like, that's how those those die. Well, not even split seconds. It's just once they get you down, you're not getting up against some of those Dagestani fights. Yeah. A beat, right? Yeah. Like, once he got you down, he would just maul you for the rest of the round. Yeah. Oliver, sure. I think, is so good at jujitsu. Like, what you could say. Maybe not, you know, this this will be probably the competition for who's the best ground fighter in the UFC, or at least one of them, um, or at least in the lightweight yeah. division. And I think sure. if you look at Oliver, I don't think he's worried about getting taken down. So I think he's going to fight moving forward without that fear. And if he gets taken down, he has the ability and he has the the high-level talent to work off his back and roll and change and, and do all those things. Now... Everyone says Islam is just the next, the the next greatest fighter, right? They say he's the next Khabib, and despite how good you said you were on the ground, you can never beat Khabib. But, but, boy, do I think this is the one. It's gonna be really, really good. I just think. Oh yeah, no, you make no points. I think Oliver is just so high level, and the fact that he's the underdog, I think you almost got to put money on it. And he's been the underdog, and I think some of the other title fights, like I think he might have been the underdog against Poirier or maybe Gaethje. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, Poirier. I'm pretty sure he was. And yeah. and he and he, he dominated Poirier. Oh yeah. Well, I guess like... he got dropped. But that's the other thing. In a lot of fights, Oliver has been dropped and come back and then dropped the other guy. Like he has a he has crazy heart. I don't know. I just think I I almost don't know how you can not bet on him. After after no, seeing I'm, his I'm last few guess. fights, it's like how are you how are you not? How can you not? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. All right, that was all I really had on UFC. Yeah. How are we doing over in the NHL? Um, I mean, regular season just kind of got underway. Um, so you know, nothing. Um, not nothing, nothing too groundbreaking. Um, just a couple of you know things um, to point out that you know are kind of different this year. I think so. Um, I would say probably the most noticeable thing to start the season off is um so for the last i want to say it was about four four or five years or so um the islanders um were coached by barry trotz mm-hmm. who are arguably best coach in the entire entire league um you know he he finally got washington over the hump there and won the cup um then washington didn't want to pay him so he goes to the islanders a team that has always been kind of bottom of the league, literally just lost their best player. And he turns them not only into a playoff team, but they went to the Eastern Conference Final back-to-back um, two years in a row, both of which they lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
second year went to game seven where they only lost one to nothing and they were without their their captain and you know first line winger Anders Lee so you could argue Islanders two years ago could have been the Stanley Cup champion and then so it shocked a lot of people when um, they mutually agreed to part ways with Barry Trotz um you know, I think a lot of it was just Trotz was ready to, to step away from coaching for a bit. He had a lot of, um, over the last kind of year and a half, especially with COVID, he had a lot of personal stuff going on um, back at home. He did actually have to take a leave of absence for for a bit. Um, so now the Islanders are coached by, you know, Trotz's right-hand man for the last 10, 10 years or so, Lane Lambert. And for the first time in however long, I can't remember, because it's so long ago, they put up seven goals the other night. Damn. Which doesn't happen for a team like that. Um, and not only that, they put up 38 shots. And the game before that, because they've only played two games so far, they did lose to the Florida Panthers 3-1, to one, but they outshot Florida 33-29. to 29. And... The Islanders have always been ragged as a team that, you know, is just, just because of the, the style of Barry Trotz is just defense first. Yeah. And they, they kind of play a trap style game for full 60 minutes. And someone just kind of thought they were, were boring. You know, they, they just play heavy defense. Um, Barry Trotz always preached quality of shots over quantity. So they get 18 to 20 shots a game, maybe. But now with this new coach, you know, they're not only they, shooting a lot they're 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 scoring a lot so um i think that's kind of the the biggest takeaway to start the season is just that it just kind of shows what a difference because they're basically the exact same team as last year um in terms of their players so it's just kind of cool to see what a different coach can do with their style um kind of how much a team can can change in terms of uh what they do with with the same um group of players yeah yeah, that, that, that's kind of almost the opposite of uh, what we're seeing in Tampa Bay, right? With the coaching change. Uh, the Buccaneers, you mean. What did I say? Well, you said Tampa Bay. Oh, so I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, no, you're right. They're with the Buccaneers. Okay. Um, no, yeah. Uh, no, it, it, exactly, yeah. Like, it's, it just shows what a difference it can make when you, you bring back the same, you know cast of players from the year prior but you got a different coach how um much an entire system can change yeah well good on um, barry boy not not barry barry's one that left uh lane lambert good on old lane yeah honestly his first a good name um, lane lambert i like that. it honestly yeah it's kind of it's kind of a sick name actually it's no cliff um, kingsbury but i would say probably <laughs> The Kingsbury method. The Kingsbury method? <laughs> um, I'd say probably the only other kind of big noticeable thing is just tonight. Fucking Arizona Coyotes beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-2. to two. Ooh, Don't know shit. how that happens, but... Because um, the Leafs have already started choking. It's because I said they're going to win the Cup this year. Damn it. You, you jinxed them. I jinxed them. It's all me. I have that much swing in this world. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything yeah, for the clown report that, this week? Um, clown report? Not, not really. We got a quick A B tweet. Oh, oh, which one? <laughs> There's so many. 
Let's just hop on to. Uh... What's this look the sports world's actually been pretty tame right now. Not many people are uh, want to put themselves in the hot seat. Okay, so his pinned tweet is still the one we talked about last week. Love it. Love it. Hope it stays there forever. Um, then he just retweeted a video of some guy getting knocked out. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds like Put something that he would shit do. on, no days off. Is that a picture of him with Patriots players? I know. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're referring to. I know, I think it was like two, like a week and a half ago or something. He tweeted out, he had like a check signed for like $20,000. And it was signed to like the most, like, it was to like some like record label or something but it's like produce your own records or something jesus and he was like tweeting about how he's gonna drop like some hot music and it's like dude you can't even get with like an actual um record company or anything you're literally writing a check for twenty thousand dollars to pretty much produce your own your own shit i just found it oh sorry twenty two hundred and fifty thousand dollars there you go. And All right. uh, in the little four thing, it's in brackets. Cracked Lil Wayne future and video. Come on, I guess he's at, I guess he's doing something with Lil Wayne. And I think he's doing something with Kanye, and you know those two are mentally stable. Oh, All right. Here's here's his last his last recent string of tweets from six and five days ago. Been yeah. feeling my shot like space space kd next day fresh up out the shower i ain't wash yet next tweet bbd bigger better deals they chasing them this is the more realistic version of grass is greener nowadays next tweet i'm so blessed no one can tell me nothing say what you want next tweet I know you're familiar with the BBCs, but she looking for them BBDs. And I think that was the one that was he tweeted right after that hotel hotel pool thing. Um, You like CDs or tapes? Oh, damn. Oh, and then he tweeted, keep the receipts, I'm just checking out. And his new song, Put That Shit On, has reached 1 million plays on Apple. Damn. Alright. on October 10th, he tweeted, AB 200 deep with uh, um, the name of his football team is trying to start. Watch how we step. So he is he's fully committed to the process of uh, his football team that he is trying to start. Oh, and for what it's worth, I feel bad sharing this. Giselle, her last tweet was September 11th, saying, let's go at Tom Brady, let's go box. And she hasn't cheered him on since. Yeah. Trouble in paradise. Trouble. And, you know, for the clan report, let's put us on there for bringing that up two weeks in a row, because that's a man's personal life. Yeah. But we also have no shame. In three episodes ago, we're talking about Connor Bedard's sisters. (laughs) 
You did. I, I will not be I will not be dragged through the fire for that. That was all you, Brandon. Don't even try. All right, should we hop out of here? Yeah, just a little bit last, of a shorter uh, episode than usual. Yeah, yeah. Just gonna plug that in there. Um, still start of the fourth quarter. Broncos and Chargers are still tied at uh, thirteen apiece. Right and on. the Broncos just stopped the Chargers on fourth down. So Broncos Nation, let's ride. Probably gonna lose the game. I was just but, gonna ask a quick question. Broncos Nation. Let's ride. There we go. Um, yeah, and I think we're hopefully we're we're gonna try to um uh, get an episode out later uh, within this week, kinda touching on some NFL games that are upcoming this week. Um yeah. so we can get our get our favorite PGO parlay that we are destined to finally make a hit on. We we got one has to hit this year. One has to hit. It's it's only a matter of time, right? Like we are due. We are due. Um, fuck me, dude. Broncos still have two more primetime games this year. For what reason? Broncos Nation, let's, that's why they had to record so many takes of Russell Wilson doing that, one for each primetime game. I will point out, I was just scrolling through the schedule, one game to get hyped about that everyone should have marked down their calendars. Sunday, December 25th, Christmas Day, the Sunday night game, 620, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Versus the Arizona Cardinals. That'll be a fantastic game. And I believe that's actually going to be Kyler Murray and Tom Brady's uh, first meeting. Ooh. But you know Tom Brady is going to be slinging it because he's not going to have to get up early in the morning for Christmas with his family. Oh, there you go. And Kyler will be up early because Santa probably brought him new video games. Sunday, December 25th, the Green Bay Packers had the early morning game at 11 o'clock Mountain Time. So Aaron Rodgers, well... I don't think he has a family. He's good. No, he doesn't. He cut him off. So when he normally could sleep in on Christmas Day, he's got to wake up early still. And then the middle game. Yeah, that's where the Broncos got a fucking primetime game. Only a few games on that Sunday. Anyways. Gosh darn Broncos. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Um, thank you so much for listening. So real quickly, I will just throw this out there. Um, anyone in the British Columbia area, Cranbrook, October 20th. I'll be um, with the Camp Kootenai Comedy Tour. Uh, hit up Camp Kootenai Comedy on Eventbrite. October 20th, we're in Cranbrook. 21st, we're in Invermere. And 22nd, we are in Fernie. And then the following day, the 23rd, the Sunday, I'll be back in Alberta. Um, if, you, if you aren't fancy in the Sunday night football or you want a good place to watch it, head up to Airdrie for Bad Hand Comedy because uh, I will be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be sure to um, check us out on YouTube at Post Game Overtime. Post Game is one word, capital P, capital G, though, and Overtime. Check us out on Instagram. I got it right at, here. Uh, at PGO Show, the letter PGO, and then the word show. Um, and then if you even just go to the Instagram, we do have a link tree in there that can take you to our Twitter, um, our YouTube. It can take you right to um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can listen to some of our most recent episodes. And if you want to just look us up on Twitter, you can also just find us at the letter PG and then Overtime. 
letters PG and then the word overtime. You can also find us there before we get banned on there because it probably will happen soon. Especially with the way you tweet. Oh, we're, we're making progress. I haven't got a, a warning yet, so we are we are off to a good start still. We are. We are Anything indeed. else you wanna you wanna add in there? Ah, uh, I think we're good. Boom. How it's Boom. done? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Yeah. <laughs>